You're listening to Satellite Sisters Talk TV. This is our weekly recap of the CBS drama, Madam Secretary. I'm Leanne Dolan in Los Angeles, here with my sister Julie Dolan in Dallas, Texas. And Julie, this was the 99th Madam Secretary episode. That's kind of epic, Leanne, don't you think? Yeah. Well, I know that because they tweeted out that next week on December 23rd is their 100th Madam Secretary episode. Yes, I know. And I have seen on uh, Twitter some of the 100th um, show celebrations. They took a big picture. So, yeah. yeah. Were you planning on recapping on the 24th of December? Because I didn't. I wasn't. (laughs) I think I am going to be busy, Leanne. Yeah, we'll have to work out the schedule to, for the big 100th celebration. I, I assumed this was the last week of new shows for the fall season, but... Okay. There, was a t- there was a touch of Christmas and Hanukkah yeah. in this episode, which I enjoyed. Yeah. yeah. Lots of decorations in the background. Yeah. Uh, uh, and Madam Secretary's house looked lovely uh, with holiday de- uh, decorations. It so did. Uh, uh, that was there. But no, there's one more, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> there's one more. All right. So we'll keep you posted, um, Secretary, Madam Secretary, Talk TV fans. We'll let you know when we're going to do the recap of that hundredth. Um, all right. This episode was called Winter Garden, and I didn't mm-hmm. really get it until the end. And then I still didn't really understand it. But <laughs> I mean, why did that kid I think that's, eat? Why I think that's good. It? Why did he want to eat that thing? I didn't understand. Because he was, he was just sort of a naughty kid that... Uh, that sort of Serbian uh, surfer boy they had there with the blonde hair. <laughs> no. Okay. All right. So this one was all about turf wars, some big, serious global international turf wars and some small and petty and some that happened in the White House for, with poor Henry. So we had turf wars in the Balkans, turf wars on the ninth floor, turf wars in the White House. Uh, but I enjoyed this episode. Actually, I, I really liked this one. I thought it moved really well. I did too, Leanne, and the ending made me cry. So there I oh. have, there you have it. Yeah. Okay. I got oh. teared up there oh. at the winter garden. The winter yes. garden. I was like, what are they doing? I all I, those pale children. Mm. It was touching to me. It was touching. Okay. So here are the three storylines. And then the, the ending's all kind of dovetailed. So we'll go through the three storylines and then we'll cover the ending. And then we'll have our binders full of blouses. So the first storyline, Bess is just hell-bent on getting both Serbia and Kosovo into NATO. But mm-hmm. everyone from Spain to Russian-sponsored troll farms are working against her. So right. this is an uphill fight she is fighting. But she is determined to do it. Uh, to take it to the Russians. Okay, storyline two, Blake is adjusting to his new role as policy advisor, but uh-huh. can't really let go of his old job as MSEX assistant. Right. You had you had wondered who was going to yeah. be the new Madam Secretary assistant, and this week we find out, right? Yes. And then for the third storyline, Henry, wow, does he need a job? Because this week <laughs> he managed to rat out the Secretary of Defense, get the White House doctor fired, and somehow reveal medical conditions about his own daughter to the President of the United States. <laughs> I, just, yeah. I mean, not a good week for Mr. Ethicist there. No. All right. So let's go to the first storyline because it was the big one, the overarching one. Uh, it's the best is going to get both Serbia and Kosovo into NATO. But it opens with, thank goodness, uh, some education for the rest <laughs> of us because – that situation in the Balkans is still confusing to me. It was confusing right. in the 90s. It continues to be confusing. It's not quite clear who the good guys are and who the bad guys are. 
Even to people, I think, that worked very closely on the Balkans. Right. So- there were atrocities on both sides. And again, this is a, you know, this is a conflict that has been going on since the Ottoman Empire, Leon. Um, and because I saw that that was the topic, I did have to do a little Balkan, a Balkan War uh, refresher there on Wikipedia. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, it's like, oh, that's what we're going to be talking about. I want to make sure I know what's what's going on. So I like that about Madam Secretary. Now, as a viewer, you know, there's no slacking off there. You know, we're going to be talking, they're going to be talking about international situations uh, and they're ripped from the headlines. So we wanted to, you know, you want to make sure you know uh, some of the basics. Right. So at the opening of the episode, they had a really nice scene between two teachers, one Albanian teacher and one Serbian. He was in Kosovo. So yeah. one Serbian yeah. teacher. So uh, no, a Kosovo and then a Serbian teacher. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. with the two sides. Okay. Yeah. And they were both explaining the war from their own perspective. And that's where you get to see how different, you know, how the same situation is being taught to a new generation of kids, you know, uh, with, from a completely different point of view. But they were so, referred to as like Albanian Cretans, right? The little kid. Yes. I mean, yeah. Albania factored in there. Okay. Yes. Yes. Oof. All right. I was grateful for the history lesson at the beginning. So we see the two classrooms being taught separately in the same building. And then at the end of the show, we see the two classrooms being taught in the same uh, same classroom in the same building. So that was that was the wraparound storyline. So uh, but first we get a little bedroom scene um, from Madam Secretary and Henry. And Henry wants to do a little work intervention because he's ready. He's ready. He's got his Marines t-shirt on and he's good to go. And I, I think so, Leon. You know, he doesn't have much to do during the day no. as, as an ethicist, you know, sort of winds that up by five, six o'clock in the evening. So yeah, tick tock, Madam Secretary, put all those books and papers and computers away, you know? Yeah. Do you think my husband would get suspicious if I gave him a Marines t-shirt for Christmas? <laughs> Here, could you put this does, on? Does, does he watch the show? No, he does not. Okay, Lee. I think you're free to free to go on that. Okay, so they do a little work intervention, but then there's this there's a strange call that factors into the second storyline. The Secretary of Defense shows up, and we'll get into that later. So their sexy time is is interrupted by the Secretary of Defense, who's having quite a time of it on his own. Um, so anyway, we see we get a chance to see um, Jay doing some work there, trying to bring the two sides together, and I enjoyed that. We see Jay; he's leading a team. He's trying to get NATO to approve. He's trying to he's trying trying to get NATO to approve uh, Serbia and Kosovo. He thinks he has all the players he needs on the in NATO to approve this. And then, oh, Spain bails, right? Yeah. Yeah. For some, you know, for some totally unrelated matter. Okay? Yes. It's, yeah. it's, you know, sort of internal politics going on in Spain. You know, they're worried about their own separatist movement. And so uh, they, they don't want to um, go out on a limb uh, to allow these two countries to come into NATO. Right, so, right. They're yeah. having so they, they've got their own they've got Catalonia on their mind. So yeah. they're out. The Spanish team is out, which is going to make the whole deal fall apart. And then all these other news stories start appear, appearing uh, that are not flattering to either side, including a right. new mass grave that was uncovered. And and so everyone decides to leave. Everyone's going to leave. It's it. The talks are over. And this is when Russell gets furious with Madam. Really furious. Yeah. Really, I was worried for his health. He yeah. blew his top in this episode. Yeah. Land. He is screaming and yelling at Madam Secretary. Yes. The line he yells, you threw a stink bomb into our pool party. <laughs> 
I mean, he was that mad. That's right. He's mad because he reminds her, like, we just did this whole deal with Pakistan that, you know, to stand down on nuclear, nuclear development. And couldn't we just enjoy it for a couple of months? But no, now you have to, you've overreached. And then Bess reminds him, hey, remember when those Russians, you know, bombed the White House? Well, this is for them. Like, I'm not going to let them take control of that part of the world. Forget it. Uh, and then what we see is a whole bunch of fake news pop up. So this plays into the current storyline of the Russians uh, interfering in various elections and planting right. stories all over the globe. And, you know, they're just chaos makers. And so Madam right. Secretary... And it hardens, it hardens the points of view of the Kosovo versus Serbia. You yes. know, so that, you know, they were willing to accept things. They're still mortal enemies, but they were going for the sake of getting into... NATO, they were going to just, uh, you know, sort of put some things aside. But all these fake news stories pop up and, you know, all the old tension and rivalry, it's back. So uh, the State Department team knows that something's going on here, that these they managed to get the IP addresses from a tech CEO in kind of a <laughs> kooky scene, Jay. Jay goes. We're going to talk about that when we talk about fashion, Leon. Okay. There was some, there was some fashion <laughs> at Chronic DM's holiday party there. Yeah, so, yeah. So you know, Jay Jay talks tough to this tech CEO, so he'll give over the data, which, as we know, is not really what tech CEOs enjoy doing. No. But okay, no. they give it to him, and we don't know why, except we learn that at the end. And uh, and then they use the phrase Occam's razor because that's the law now in every political discussion. I don't know. Yes. I I've listened to eighty two hundred political podcasts in the last three weeks, <laughs> and Occam's razor has come up in about eighty nine percent of them. Yes, I thought I was watching public TV, Leanne, when when they <laughs> when they threw in that Occam's razor. Okay, you just don't see that on a lot of network television. Yeah. And and if you're wondering what is that, it's it's the most obvious solution to any problem. Like you can make yeah. up all these conspiracies, but Occam's razor is that the clean, simple solution is probably the actual solution. And in this case, Russia is Occam's razor. Right. So, but I have to say, Jewel, I enjoyed, I felt like Jay is getting his swagger back. You know, we saw poor, sad, pale Jay for so, yes. so many seasons. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, no mention of childcare this no. week. He was all business. No. So that, that was good. Well, I think if he's going to stay in that role, he's really got to step up his game yeah. and he's... Yeah, um, and do that. So. Yeah, I mean, he seems to be over the ex-wife. He's, you know, things seem to be moving along for Jay. Like it was a yeah. tough couple of years, but now he's got that crossbody messenger bag happening, and he's just <laughs> marching into meetings, and he's he's ruling right. things. Even at the it. staff meeting, he was at the head of the table. I yeah. didn't understand that. Yeah. Why wasn't Madam Secretary sitting at the head of the table? Jay was there. He was, uh, you know, standing up, commanding the the group. Yeah. So. Yeah. So uh, the the discovery that it's Russia, their highly organized state mandated propaganda factory, I believe, was the actual words Madam Secretary yes. used. So she gets on the horn with uh, her man Constantine there in yeah. Russia. Yeah. He's drinking think- out of the old fashioned Russian teacups. Yes, I like that. Yes. Well, you used to live in Russia. Did that yes. did that remind you of meetings you had with high level Russian officials? <laughs> Yes, I had quite a few of those, Leanne. There was a lot of teacups, a lot of tea drinking. So, uh, so they're gonna they're gonna unravel this thing. They're gonna blow. They're, they literally blow up the 
Did you know they yeah, could that do was that? The, I don't know, Leanne. That, to me, was the most exciting part of this I mean, episode. That here's this troll farm in Crimea. They're just tapping away. Oh, there's a dog. There's my dog. Hey. So <laughs> Leanne's own, she has a, she keeps, a, keeps a small kennel. Hold on. I'm Jeez. Oh, God damn, the pool guy just showed up. So now oh. I got to lock her out of the front and the back. Okay. Okay, back to the story. Anyway, the tro- with the uh, Crimean troll farm land where they're churning out all these fake news stories that, that, that apparently our Defense Department from afar can somehow go in, take all the files, and then blow the place up uh, without really dropping a bomb on it. Just- yeah. Like from the some, inside of the computers. I just yeah, some <laughs> electronic virus that set all the computers and the servers on fire. It was very dramatic. And I'd like to get some some more information about whether that's possible. Yeah. Yeah, someone I I know there must be people who listen to the show that actually work in the government. You can just, you know, just let us know. Just just DM us on Twitter, okay? We're at Sat Sisters. Yeah. Just let us know if that's a real thing. Um yeah. Yeah, and I like that they had to postpone the Christmas tree lighting so they could um, they could watch the troll farm be blown up. Hey, hey, enough! It's my uh, home security system. Okay, that's right. It's busy. Day you don't here. need you don't need those other systems. You have a big German Shepherd. Okay, we better carry on, Leon. All right. So, second storyline, uh, Blake. Okay, so Blake, we find out the new assistant right off the bat is Nina. She's waiting yeah. at the elevator. She's got right. a baked good and she's got a latte for Blake, which I thought was a very nice gesture. Right. That was sounded. It looked like it was off to a very fine start, right? So, uh, yes. And right. Good with the lattes, but not so good with the neat desk because then Blake wanders over towards her desk and he is horrified that it's a mess. It's just a wreck. Every, just papers all over the place. She she's said got she's stickers on the, on her computer screen. I mean, it's he, his look of horror. It was genuinely. It, and it I really, <laughs> it was funny. It was, a, I thought this was a funny story. I mean, it breaks out into a bigger story about like, he needs to step up to his new job and it's not going to be quite so easy as rearranging Christmas tree lighting ceremonies. Now that he's a, a policy advisor, he's really got to tackle some tough questions, but he had a lot of fun with organiza- organization, organizational yes. comedy, I would say. Yes. Yes. I mean, and he can, they go into the break room and I have to mention, I, I really was struck with the break room at the state yeah. department. It's pretty deluxe. Yeah. I wish, I wish my kitchen looked as nice as the break room at the state department on the seventh floor. Come on. Okay. But uh, the T's used to be all organized affle, affle, uh, by, by alphabetically and, and they're no longer two days in. Nina has created some new, new organizational system that Blake just sees as chaos. And it's driving him crazy. Yeah. And so we're, but then he gets a distraction. Uh, he gets an assignment. He has to go off and write this end of year report about funding for the new malaria protocol. Uh, is it working? Is the prevention working? And can they fund it next year? And so that means he has to go off and talk to a couple of other teams in the building and get stamps of approval. But first, another vague reference to Kat on the phone. 
Is Kat okay? Like, do you think the actual actress is sick? What is happening? Where is I don't Sarah know. Okay. I don't know. We need to find, we need more information. It is, it is strange that she was there for just a bit and now she's out. I don't yeah. know. And, and they keep referring to her. So it's, they want to keep the character alive. They didn't just say, well, she decided to go back to the avocado farm, right? Cause isn't that what she does in her right. spare time? She's right. an avocado farmer. Yeah. Okay, so uh, so Blake has to solve this. He goes and has one meeting with the the you know the nets are working. The nets with the insecticide appear to be working and lowering the rate of malaria, and that's fantastic. He gets the stamp of approval. Oh, but now he has to go to another department within state because the insecticide. The people are using the nets as actual fishing nets that's poisoning the water and it's ruining the fish supply in certain countries. So it's just a taste of how complicated and multi-layered any of these diplomatic solutions are. It's not like, woohoo, we solved malaria. Although there are people that are out there solving malaria, but it's very complicated. But uh, but still, I loved how like you know old school it was that he had to get a stamp uh, on the on the document. I mean, who does that? Who does that? Yeah. That's like what the Russians do. Yeah, you can't get anything done in Russia unless you have a stamp on your piece of paper. Okay, bureaucracy, it's a winner. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but he does have to lose it one more time over the condiment drawer. Which <laughs> I know. Well, you can understand that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, you really do want those organized, right? Yeah. There's you nothing like those... opening up a jar and just seeing packets of of ketchup commingling with soy sauce, commingling oh, with mayonnaise yeah. that no one's ever going to eat out of a packet. Right. No one eats those. All right. All right. Third storyline, Henry the Rat. Okay. Yeah. Just in case you don't know what Henry does, it's a good thing his screensaver has the White House on it, right? Because <laughs> right. Because yeah. he... We don't know what he does. I mean, know. he used to have several jobs yeah. that, again, we mocked him, mocked him when he was being more active. But this job is the worst. I mean, if you worked in that White House, you wouldn't want you wouldn't want to go anywhere near Henry McCord. No, would you? it's true. It's true. Oh yeah, why don't you just run that proposal by the ethicist? Oh no, thanks. No, thanks. <laughs> so. Uh-uh. So we see, as I alluded to earlier, the Secretary of Defense shows up at, at Bess's house, and he is out of it. He's hallucinating, and we and he's, he's on some ambient trip yes. there, right? He yes. is like thinking uh, Christmas tree ornaments or grenades. He's looking for his, uh, you know, the remote control for his TV. His wife shows up, you know, takes him back, uh, you know, and is very apologetic. But it's a little alarming that the, you know, Secretary of Defense is completely out of it right i mean his last words were don't you can't trust the balkans you know and then his wife manages to get him home so i mean and and you really don't want to do this at the house of the secretary of state and the ethicist for the white house because now they have to quote write up a report like he's the secretary of defense and Bess is busy she's trying to reshape nato so henry's like yeah i'll do it okay because how hard could this be and then there's just a weird series of scenes with the menacing White House doctor. <laughs> yeah, well, he was – I think he, you know, he liked working with the Secretary of Defense. And so he just sort of subtly wanted Henry to know uh, that he had prescribed without ever examining her. Uh, Stevie had some bad cold and uh, Madam Secretary had asked – this, the doctor to uh, give give us uh, give her some antibiotics that she could pass on to Stevie. Yeah, so that really was. I mean, and he just wanted Henry to know 
that that had happened. So before he goes and blows the whistle on the Secretary of Defense about his wild Ambien ride the other night, uh, you know, just remember that I did a favor for your wife as well. Hmm. Yeah, and there was just something really creepy about that, right? This was also ripped from the headlines, right? Yes. I mean, there have been a lot of news stories lately. So I was like, oh, yeah, wasn't there the same someone at the White House doing the same thing like six months ago? There were allegations, certainly, that, you know, that, um, you know, that there were that prescriptions with were being given out without actually examining people. Yeah. Yeah. So in the end, we have the turf wars, the three turf wars. We have, you know. Bess versus the Balkans and the Russians. We have Blake versus Nina, the new assistant, and Henry versus the White House physician. In the end, Madam Secretary figures out that they need to unite these NATO countries against a common enemy. And that common enemy, of course, is Russia. And she manages to get Spain back on board. And they figure out that, like, all the unrest in these various countries has been fomented by Russia. Correct? Correct. Yes. All right. And then we have Henry. He manages to get the White House doctor fired. Because Jeez, I know. I mean, I know you can't do that as a doctor, but Henry's not making any friends there at the White House. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Stay away from Henry. He is toxic. And then Blake does get all the all the stamps he needs to turn in his malaria report. He manages to bring the two sides together. They work together to find a solution they, right there uh, in Blake's office. But who gets the credit? Not Blake, because this is the quid pro quo that Jay gave the tech executive. The tech yeah. executive gets to, like, quote, solve malaria, figure out yeah. malaria. So, and I thought uh, uh, Blake's uh, uh, Blake's conversation with Jay at the end when Blake couldn't believe it. He said, "But I did all this work and we got it all lined up." And Jay says, "Well, welcome to the biggies. You know yeah. that this is this is what it's like when you play at this level. You right. know, but, right? You know that it's one step forward, three steps back, or sideways, and you know, but you still got to keep going on and." getting those stamps and making those deals, right? Yes. So the complicated solutions to complicated questions, and you're probably never going to yeah, get Yeah, and credit. I don't think Bess gets the NATO agreement, but she at least gets them talking again. She gets them talking again. She right. gets them back on track. Right, right. right. Uh, and then we see the kids in the classroom again <laughs> in Kosovo. So, yes. excellent. I love this. I love this, Leanne. And they're planting a winter garden. They're planting, you know, uh, some bulbs in together so that presumably they will uh, bloom in, in the spring. So very sweet. Right. Right. So at the beginning, it, you know, it's a nice bookend with the opening scene where there's open hostility between these two, you know, the teachers and these, these two teachers and the students. And in the end, they're coming together to plant a garden, you know, and, Maybe some good will come out of it. Yes, very nice. Okay, and our binders full of blouses. Julie, what do you have there? Well, first of all, I just the shocking camo halter top worn by Daisy, okay? I mean, she's a club girl now. She's going clubbing at lunch. What is she doing? This is two weeks in a row. I mean... Really? I mean, ever have ever in the, in the history of, of the United States history, has anyone ever worn a camo halter top <laughs> to the seventh floor of the State Department, Leon? I, I, I agree, Joel. I, I mean, it looks great on her, and I'm glad we have a little pizzazz happening. Yes, I, the, I am too. Yes. Yeah, it's a Hollywood thing. I don't think that would actually ever happen, but that's okay because it's a TV version. So, yeah, yeah. she looked great in that. 
Yeah. So I I like that. And I do think because Bess has just been wearing dull, dull, dull clothing, that it's a good counterpoint that Daisy is in bright colors, that she's wearing bold things. I mean, I did like Madam Secretary's necklaces. She yes. wore a lot of sparkly little necklaces that I thought you could pull off. Thank Leah. you, Jill. Yep. Yes. I was thinking the same thing. So feel free to get those for me for upcoming birthday okay, or anything. Okay, for the holidays or for your coming birthday. Okay. Look for I'll those. Do some, I'll do a deep dive on those. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I like Stevie's side pony. Uh, you oh, know, she yeah. looked good there in the office. That was a funny scene when Bess and Russell were yelling at each other. And Stevie come, Stevie's like forced to bring them both coffee. But she had a cute little side pony on. So yeah. that looked cute. Yeah. And then there was an actual scene where dialogue was built around pocket squares, Blake I, and <laughs> Blake and another State Department one. And that global health uh, diplomat, I actually didn't think his pocket square matched his tie or went with his tie in any way. So I was a little shocked and appalled that uh, Blake was complimenting it. But I mm-hmm. thought it was part of his plan to butter up that guy. But I don't know. Maybe not. And what did you think of Nina's uh, attire, Leanne? Um, oh, she looked like a good, she looked, she looked real to me, like a real yeah. assistant. Yeah, she looked real. I, I mean, kind of conservative, the blazer. I like the dresses were a little bit different. You know, they weren't the suits. So yeah, I thought I liked what she was wearing. I thought it fell into her character. How about yeah, you? Yeah, a, a touch of personality, a touch of a little quirkiness yeah. in terms of uh, some of the outfits. So that was good. Yeah. yeah. I love the look on Blake's face when she put her coffee cup off kilter. (laughs) That bothered me too, Leanne. I was like, please get that cup of coffee before it spills all over the report with the two stamps on it. All right. Uh, Anything else? Should we get anything else? No, I think that's it for this week, Leanne. It was a very satisfying show. It yes. was a satisfying show. It was excellent. I hope we I hope we did it justice, even with my barking dog here. Um, yeah, next week is the hundredth episode. We might get we might recap that after Christmas for you. Yes, guys. I think it's going to be a special episode, no yeah. doubt, because it's the uh, the number one hundred. So. Right. I, I'm sure we we're going to want to talk about that. Yeah, we just didn't have that penciled into our production schedule, <laughs> December 24th. No, so. we did not have that. Yeah, we're going to be stocking stuffings and stuff, stuffing stockings, right? <laughs> well, I'm going to be stocking stuffing because I love stuffing. Um, also, this week on Satellite Sisters, speaking of stuffing, we're going to be talking to cookbook author Claire Tanzi. Her new book is called Uncomplicated. You know, taking the stress out of home cooking, and there are some delicious recipes in it. I can attest, Julie, I can attest to them because I've made quite a few of them in preparation for the interviews. We're going to be talking to her. And then we have a couple of other things planned. So we have two more Satellite Sister shows before, um, before the end, before the holidays. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it's just dawning on me. So they're taking next week off, Madam Secretary, and then putting the 100th on. I'm on. Yeah. Oh. Getting that? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. now I get it. I I was just just was conflating all the shows and the dates. It's it's the holiday season. Yes, I know. You have a lot on your mind. Oh, yeah. We were dealing with the Balkan War at the start of this podcast, (laughs) and now we're talking about holiday recipes, okay? We just, we covered a lot. We did. All right. Okay, Jill. So that's that's it. I mean, we we've worked hard this year. So <laughs> we have we worked hard. All right. So that's on this week's Satellite Sisters. We would love to have you on our Facebook group. If you're not a member of the Satellite Sisters Facebook group, we'd love to have you. You can just look us up on Facebook. We have a page which you can just like 
and then a group which is closed where we talk about all kinds of really important things. In fact, last week we had a question at the Facebook group. Someone was visiting Washington, D.C. And I love it. She's like, I don't know if I'm supposed to use the group for this, but I have to go to a wedding and it's cold. Should I wear stockings or tights? Which... <laughs> I thought there were a lot of good responses from local right, DC and natives. I think you wrote, you put it best. It was the highest and best use of our Facebook group. You know, <laughs> good, solid advice yeah. from good, solid Satellite Sisters <laughs> all over the place. Yeah. Yes. Or subscribe to Satellite Sisters, the podcast on uh, on NPR One, on Stitcher, on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you use. All right, Jewel. Have a great day. Hey, you too, Leanne, and say hi to your dog. I will. Don't forget, call your satellite sister.